Okay. This is April Federico on Brownies for Breakfast, and I am so excited to introduce Start Your Week with a Treat with my now second podcast guest, Ashley Lauren. She is a 36-year-old mom of two, and she's a former career woman turned stay-at-home mom, and she had lost her sense of self, and Ashley, you worked hard for years trying to rediscover your purpose. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, it's, you know, mum life is really, really difficult. And I suppose the battles that we come with that is uh, we completely lose our sense of self. Um, I had my my eldest four years ago, so he's just turned four, went to watch his nativity this morning. Very proud mum moment. Um, but, you know, as parents, we get so caught up in kind of the pregnancy of it all and the excitement of it all. And then, you know, when when we finally get our bundle of joy, it's wonderful and we're, we're in this bubble with them. Um, but that can also have its have its hard times. Uh, so that's kind of where my my journey to realizing that, wow, this is uh, this isn't just parenthood. This is so much more. And, um, you know, we often don't get told the hard things about parenthood. We get told that the babies cry and that they don't sleep. But other than that, you know, nothing else comes along with that. So it's uh, it's a tough ride. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I know from my diabetes diagnosis that happened in February, I um I spent weeks just crying, sobbing in my room because like with any life change, no matter if it's becoming a mom or getting diagnosed with a chronic illness, um, there definitely comes sense of, I don't want to say imposter syndrome, but also like um, feeling a lot of self-doubt and feeling like, how am I going to get through this? And yeah, but um, so let me ask you something else. Um, you're a former career woman. What were you doing before you became a stay-at-home mom? <laughs> Wow. So that's, uh, gosh, my whole life, I was always pushing for more, but I also didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I I don't know if you've been to the UK or if you've got UK listeners, they might know about a supermarket called Tesco that we have over here. And I live just down the road from one and um, I didn't go to university. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I never had that real kind of passion for anything specific and so my mum was like right you go and you get this job at Tesco and it will be good for you and and so I did and I ended up I always had this mindset of well if I'm going to be here then I'm going to do it properly and I'm going to earn as much as I can learn as much as I can and try and make the best out of a situation that I didn't really know whether I wanted to be in it or not so uh I ended up climbing the ladder and I was there nine years and I don't even know how many months almost 10 years and then it came up to my 10 year in this supermarket or getting close to and I thought oh my gosh I need to get out of here before I, I before I get stuck here forever 
And uh, I'd been on a couple of cruises, cruises with my mum, which yeah. have all bit. And my late father was an airline pilot. And so I knew that it was in me that I wanted to travel, but didn't really know how I was going to do it with very little money. And so I ended up um, working on cruise lines. Um, but again, had to start at the bottom. I'd established myself in this supermarket and ended up leaving as a, a really quite high manager in the business. And um ended up starting at the bottom again folding t-shirts which <laughs> was really <laughs> and I went on board and I was like wow I can't do this this is gonna drive me insane yeah and I remember saying to my manager what can I do what can I do to to get up the ladder and uh he gave me a challenge of selling some emeralds on one of the tables that was in in like the the promenade area on one night and yeah. um gave me a challenge and I said okay if I smash that challenge I want to I want to go to the jewelry shop I want something where I can learn about it and gemstones and diamonds and you know the chemistry about it all I want to know something not an awful lot you can learn about (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts so uh, I smashed that challenge and and he moved me up there and and that was it, really. I, I worked my way up the that kind of ladder and, and ended up leaving. I, I went on a few different ships and I, I did that for five years and ended up leaving as the fine jewellery manager um, on one of the ships that I was on. And uh, I absolutely loved it. But I had my 30th away. And then that was it for me. I just thought, oh, my God, I'm 30. I need to do something <laughs> else. I need to do something else with my life. And I still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but came back and and got with my husband who I used to work with at Tesco. So I'd known him for a really, really long time. And, uh, and that was kind of the end of that story really, when it came then to, uh, to parenthood, but that's taken, I mean, you became so institutionalized on the ship that coming off was actually almost just as hard because you felt so lost being back on land again. So I've had, many many years of really not knowing what it was that I wanted to do or really not understanding who who it was that I wanted to be and that really stemmed from not understanding the the kind of core root of my skills I suppose and 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 that's hard as a parent you lose it all it's it all goes out the window and your mind turns to mush as well so that doesn't help either Yeah. I liked a couple of things that you said. Like one was like um, climbing up the ladder and completely just smashing the challenge with all the confidence and emotional intelligence you had to really just move up the ladder. And um, could you explain what that was like for you in terms of mindset? Yeah, I think it was just about learning everything I could, learning everything I could to to be able to tell a story. I think that's the main thing because no matter how much I learned about emeralds, which is what my task was at that time. Yeah. And I wasn't by, you know, I, I literally, I had a pack with a few, a bit, a bit of information in and we were in uh, Colombia at the time. So that, that was why we had it on. And, uh, you know, I, I learned what I could and I memorized it, but also I wanted to convey the story that it would tell and that it would give people. And it was about understanding that they wanted a memento from their special holiday that was going to remind them of the experience that they had and the kind of 
it's just about having that passion for something so much that it was going to make them fall in love with it, which was then going to, you know, complete that sale, I suppose. Um, and that was, that was, it was learning about that. It didn't matter that I didn't know an awful lot about them, but what it mattered was how I conveyed it. And, and absolutely having the confidence to go, I can do this. I can learn this in the short amount of time that I had and going, you know, if I, if I don't do this, what's the other option? What is the other option? Selling t-shirts for the next, I used to do 10 months on two months off. So selling yeah. T-shirts for the next nine months, and, and that's not something I want to do. So always thinking about the alternative. I didn't want that alternative, so I had to make sure that I made it work. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, like, I know specifically, like, when um, I was first diagnosed with diabetes, I was like, you know what, do I want to be on insulin for the rest of my life? And I'm only 26. So like, I have the power to reverse this. And I'm, and because like the confidence and emotional intelligence I had, I, I should say have, but um, (laughs) um, I, um, I'm like 0.5% away from being in remission, which is, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I really admire you for um all of your chutzpah and um and really just um you know going after what you want because I think that's important in so many in practically all ways of life. Um, no matter if it's career, no matter if it's health, relationships, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And um and let me ask you something else. So um what is your main focus when it comes to life coaching? My main focus is a reflection of my story. Mm-hmm. And that's the people that I like to help, that I like to work with, because I can, I, I know exactly what they're going through. So as a mum, when I felt completely unfulfilled and, and like I had no purpose in life other than to be this milking machine for these kids. Um, <laughs> that that was really you know what it what it boiled down to trying to find my passion again trying to re-find my hobbies and the things that I was interested in but also trying to find the things that I was good at because now that I had a family I thought, you know, I, I could go back to that supermarket if I but I don't want to like I don't I, I want to have the flexibility and, and do what I want to do on my terms and live my life the way that I deserve to and the way that everyone deserves to but when you're a parent and you that you then have other responsibilities that was such a massive thing and I didn't want to be one of those mums and and nothing against those career mums that that choose that because sometimes we need that like it's really hard to get away from it all and having that job really helps get away from it and have adult conversations so absolutely nothing against the women that want to do that um but for me it was about having that flexibility and saying actually it's my kids nativity so uh, you know I I don't want to be asking permission to go and see that from from someone else so it's about by helping people find their passion and fulfillment in life and if they want that to be a flexible fulfillment actually what can we find that that they can do 
to to find their I'm going to use the term ikigai. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. It's a uh, no, it's a it's a Japanese. I don't want to say theory, but it's a it's a Japanese way of life. Right. So it's about finding your passion, finding your skill, finding what you're good at, but finding also something that you can that you can be paid for and giving value to the world, but also receiving what you deserve for it. And having those four areas of your life, uh, what overlaps in the middle is your purpose, is the thing that you could be striving for, where your life will, you will find fulfillment in everything because what you're doing is is a part of who you are and a part of the the core being that that you come with your spirit your skills what you what you can give value to the world with but also what you can then live your life out doing because you're then getting paid for as well so yeah it's that that's my my core thing i can help people with other things as well but for me because that's the journey that i've taken that's the that's what i can help more people with that is amazing. I applaud you for that so much. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to really um to really take your story and apply it to other people and how they can um practice basically your your philosophy. Um not just like the Japanese philosophy that you mentioned, but um I mean granted it is helpful and um and I've never heard of that. That's so interesting. Um how did you come about that Japanese philosophy? Oh, do you know what? I am one of those people that I love self-development. Yeah. I love learning something new every day. And so I make it my mission to pick up a book every day, listen to a podcast every day, do something that makes me 1% better tomorrow than I was today. And it, you know, I, I've come across the term a few times, um, but I wanted to look more into it. So I've actually, I've, I'm reading a book at the minute, which is is purely called Ikigai, and it's all. I don't, I, I'm sure I'm saying that right, but maybe I'm not. I don't know. I don't know that I've heard uh, many people talk about it before. But yes, it's uh, when I'm in that kind of self development world of right. I need to learn something new every day. Yeah. And uh, then you come across these things quite, quite often, I suppose. Um, And I think the reason that I wanted to then be able to help other people with it is because I know that as mums, we don't often have time to do that, to do self-development. It takes time out of our schedule. And so, you know, by, by me absorbing that over the years and trying to do what I can to, to find that uh, sweet spot, um, you know, it means that other people don't have to dig as deep because I've got the tools there that I can help to to help others others with. That's amazing. Yeah, like I remember um, in my own personal diagnosis, I I was devouring like pieces of literature one at a time via Audible, like um, the Wellness Project, a uh, high no um, fiber fueled, and um, and also I think it was. Um, God, what's it called? Um, the glucose revolution. Um, that's a big one. Um, and, um, so let me ask you something else. So what would you say to stay at home moms who have really, like you said, lost your sense of 
self and purpose. Um, what would you say to stay at home moms like that who are in your situation? I think the first thing that you really need to do that we all should do as humans, but as a mum, it really goes out of the window mm-hmm. is self-care. And you know, we, we it's hard to find time for yourself. It really is when you when you're so, you know, you've got these children that are so dependent on you. But doing that is so, so important because you then have time with your own thoughts. You then have time to take care of yourself. For me, it was washing my hair. That sounds <laughs> something that so many people take for granted. But for me, it was having the time to wash my hair. And I would and still do, I've got to say, uh, even now that my kids are at school, I get up two hours before they do. Yeah. And no, that sounds extreme. And I know not all mums are going to be able to do that. And they might be up in the night feeding. But once you get into a routine, getting having that time to yourself in the morning where I can sit down and have a coffee with myself or I can sit down and have a jump in the shower before my kids want to come in with me, which is always the way, <laughs> has just made so much difference. And so, you know, I think to to be able to get to that place again where you're finding fulfillment in your own life, you really need to make time for yourself. Um, whether that's not switching on Netflix as soon as the kid go, the kids go to bed, right. um, not having the the lion that I know you desperately want, but you know, just taking that time and making that time for yourself. And that's the other thing as well. Like, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't right. feel like I have time to watch TV. I feel like there's so much to do in life and that I want to achieve in my life that actually that that's not a great way of me spending my time. And that's not to say that I don't, I don't, because I do, but I really pick and choose my time where I feel like, okay, I need to have a break. I need to have that rest time where I can just zone out and watch something that is kind of my relaxation time. But you know, if there's, you need to make you a priority. Um, Of course, your children are a priority, but by, by giving yourself back some time, you become a better mother and a better person for it. So that would always be my first point of call. Yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, I came up with this philosophy of my own. I think it was like um, last Friday or Saturday, maybe, but um, it basically said, well, I said, like, um, you know, like you can watch, you can binge watch Netflix all you want, but that's not going to help you be the woman you aspire to be. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Love that. I actually heard something the other day that was from somebody that I followed on Instagram and it was kind of very similar to that. And it was, um, uh, will it make the boat move forward? <laughs> oh, so- it came from, <clears throat> I believe, um, from what I can remember he's, him saying, it came from watching students doing like rowing uh, and 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 in being in rowing competitions. Like yeah. we have some big schools over here like Oxford and Cambridge and they do right. rowing competitions. And the, the team would, if they wanted to go and eat a slice of pizza or they wanted to go out the night before or the week before the race or they wanted to go and do something, they would ask themselves, is it going to make the boat move faster? And if the answer was no, then they didn't do it. 
So if the answer was going to go and eat that pizza and it's not going to help them, then don't do it. If 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 they are skipping training for watching Netflix or developing themselves in some other way, is it going to make the boat move faster? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. If the answer is yes, because you need a break, then sure, we all need a break sometimes. But I really liked that saying, and it's similar to to your philosophy as well. And I love it. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. And um, I like that philosophy as well. Like, will it help the mo- the boat move forward? Mm. Yeah, it's like it's similar to the way I manage diabetes. It's like I it's like I could eat like say Lucky Charms for breakfast, but. However, is that going to do my body any good? Like, no, it's going to make me crash and burn and just feel like overall gross. And it's just going to make my blood sugar like shoot up. So, which no one wants Mm. if the goal is to be in remission. So, yeah. Yeah. I have something similar, actually. I've discovered that I am gluten intolerant. Oh. um, My gosh. Like, I, it's it was such a huge thing when I started cutting it out of my diet because I just felt like this different person. And the other weekend I my in was over and I was like, Oh, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to have the regular bread roll rather than the gluten-free ones because they're expensive. They don't taste great. Do you know what? It'll be fine because you get complacent. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll eat the regular bread roll. And Oh my God, I paid for it that night. And I suppose for you as well, you have to remember how it makes you feel, how it, what the things that it does to you, bring that to the forefront of your mind that really stops you for, for grabbing those, those, uh, those things that perhaps aren't going to do you so good. <laughs> yeah. It's really all about that, like emotional intelligence and like, it's like you're craving one thing, but you have to say like, is this who I am now? Mm. I'm sure, mm. like, I'm sure you come across that as a mom, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. I think that the not only is this who I am now, but also is this who I want to be? Right. You know? And and like in your instance, you know, you don't you want to get out of this situation. You don't want to be taking insulin for the rest of your life. You don't, you know, if you can fix the problem and if you can help it, help get yourself out of it, then then you do and and the same thing for for me and and for the people that I coach as well. Like, what? Who do you want to become? And if if the person that you want to become wouldn't do the thing that you're doing, then then you need to stop yourself from doing it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, is there any final? Are there any final thoughts you want to share? Or um... no, not really. I think. Uh... I think a lot of it comes from really reframing every situation that you're in as you have to every day. You have to take the the diagnosis that you've been given, reframe it and move forward rather than let it weigh you down. And, you know, you don't beat yourself up about it. You don't you don't let it make you sad. You, You let it drive you forward into becoming a healthier better person and that's something that I love I love finding the the challenges that we come across in life Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and turning them into opportunities opportunities to 
learn better to learn more to to move forward in life and to to perhaps help someone else as well by the lesson that we've learned and I think that's the same thing for everything I think every challenge that we come across in life every barrier that gets put in our way it's only there because it's meant to be there We're, we're meant to overcome it we're meant to learn from it we're meant to to help others with it and and share what we've learned exactly what you're doing with this podcast I think it's incredible uh, you've reframed what you're doing, you're moving past it and you're helping others to 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 see more as well. And that's that's fantastic. And the more more people that can do that, the more of us that can help others to reframe situations that they're in, um, the better. So it, it's it's a brilliant thing, a brilliant thing that you're doing. Thank you. And it's a really brilliant thing that you're doing as well for, for other women. And, um, and, um, yeah. Um, so how can people find you on social media or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. I do love Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) At Ashley Lauren loves. So that's A S H L E Y. L-O-R-E-N loves. Uh, my name is spelt uh, not so not so different in, in the States, but here in the UK, my name is a bit weird. So I get I get many <laughs> variations of Ashley and Lawrence. <laughs> so that's that there. And um I currently have some spaces for coaching clients as well. They're filling up, but it's it's nice to uh have that space to still help people. And I also have an ebook launching soon as well. So, you know, if anyone's interested, uh then then follow me on Instagram and, and keep an eye out for that launching soon. That's amazing. I didn't even know you were coming out with an ebook. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it is exciting. I think, you know, when we have a goal in our minds. We have to find all of the ways that we can just up level ourselves and push ourselves forward. And and I mean, that could be something that you could do as well. It gets yeah. it out there in another format. It gets different people's eyes on it and it makes you step into yourself more. It makes you step into the person that you want to be. And um, and yeah, I thought, you know, that's that's a good stepping stone. So why not? Why not do it? Yeah, I've actually been um spoiler alert for my listeners. I. I'm working on a book based on my Cicero method and um, which stands for confidence and intelligence, create emotional resilience to optimize. And um, yeah, so that's kind of a little something I'm working on right now. It'll probably be out like after the new year, but um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much, Ashley, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.